Uh, I had Maker's Mark before the podcast, back-to-back. You got to lubricate. That's right. <laughs> uh, this podcast may contain language that is not, a, not okay for all audiences. It's Car Con Carne. Let's eat in the car. It's Car Con Carne. It is Carcon Carne, uh, the world's only food podcast recorded in a car. This week, uh, well, we're talking about a benefit show happening at Liars Club, and who better to talk about Liars Club than Herb Rosen, the proprietor, the owner, the, the man, the here I am, the the debauchery sensei of Chicago. <laughs> also in the backseat, uh, Kelly Galassi. 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 Uh, you are a bartender, and you are someone who spearheaded a benefit happening at Liars Club for Flint. Bringing them water. Let's get that right. Let's let's talk about that right out of the gate. All right. What's happening? So we decided a bunch of bartenders and I got together and decided we wanted to do a water drive for Flint. Uh, so we're starting at Liars. We're going to take the Reggie's bus up to Crown, which is the other place that I work, uh, to see an, uh, a rock and roll show. And then we're going to go back to Liars. Wait, 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 wait. What kind of rock and roll show? <laughs> Stop there. there. There's a lot of rock and roll <laughs> in <laughs> Chicago. Um, that's little tits, little tits and high priests. Little tits, uh, hardcore. That's, lady that's worth name checking. If you like rock and roll and you like tits, you're going to love that's little right. tits. Mm-hmm. Wait, is it L I apostrophe L? Lil. That makes Lil. it better. Yeah, absolutely. Like Lil Lulu. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you got live. Rock- only pedophile <laughs> card <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Sorry, prank. Prank call. So, all right. So you got, <laughs> yeah, you got the rock and roll. You got the Reggie's party bus. What what happens? People go to liars. They bring water, and then they you, can bring water, or they can just bring money, and we will buy the water, and we'll haul it to. We're going to haul it to Flint the next day. Hey, where are you going to buy? Are you going to go like Sam's Club or Costco for Probably this? Probably Costco. Well, try not to buy Nestle. Yes, thank you. Yep. Don't buy and, and a lot of them, even though they aren't Nestle, like Ice Mountain, a bunch of those are all owned by Nestle. So try not to. Buy wait, wait, Nestle. why is that? Uh, because they like they're ruining uh, the groundwater, like all over the United States. Okay, and like a lot of fisheries and all, all kind. Like they're they're the evil empire kind of. But also, I think there aren't they pumping water out of the Great Lakes that could be going. Probably. For I mean, they're free. doing. Yeah, they're doing everything. Well, yeah. I mean, if you look at like Dasani and some of the the ones that are owned by Coke and Pepsi, like I was in Denver a year or so ago, and it says source. You know, because legally you have to write the yeah, source. Yeah, of course. Source: Denver Public Water Supply. Oh, amazing. <laughs> they are using the water, filtering it, and putting it in bottles and selling it back to us. That's so, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Barnum was right. All right. So, yeah, no doubt. So people can bring water, they can bring money, and you will buy water, and then you are hitting the road. How long is it from Chicago to Flint? Four hours. Oh, All right. It's a solid four. Yeah. It's no treat. So I'm sure, and we, we're got, we've got to get there by four. Uh, the drop-off point, we've got to drop the water off by four, so I, th- I think it's going to be a pretty hungover trip. Well, I'd imagine oh. if it's starting at Liars Club. Yeah. yeah, that's a pretty shitty drive. I usually need a day or two. I've done that drive from Detroit to Chicago way too many times hungover. It's, just, it's a pretty shitty ride miserable. on my couch usually after I hang out at Liars Club. Yeah, There's yeah. like a two-day recovery <laughs> process. So. Okay. I, I've got to ask, what moved you to the point where you said, i got to do something? I mean, obviously, we're, we've all seen the news and how horrible it is and, oh, my God, what a disaster it, that's been. But what is it that made you take one step further that most of us wouldn't think to take to, to spearhead this. Um, so 
I started working for her once a month for three hours on sun on a Sunday. We should all be so lucky to work for her. <laughs> Agreed. I had to tell him. I drunkenly told him probably about seventy five times that he should let me do that. Right. I didn't ever think he was going to say yes, and then he did. <laughs> and finally, I, I agreed. <laughs> Not that it's a bad decision. <laughs> so, uh, I decided that because it's an extra shift for me, that maybe I would just whatever I make that day, I would donate to some sort of charity. Uh, and the next one was coming up, and Flint was all over the news, and it just made sense. And I, we all feel everybody. We all feel kind of powerless, I think, right now, just currently. Everybody's feeling really anxious about the state of everything. And yeah. as a bartender, as a person in the bar industry, I think a lot of us struggle with what are you doing for the greater good? Right. You're just contributing to Absolutely. people's vices. We're mostly nice people. We just yeah. don't feel like we contribute to the greater good ever. So this has kind of given all of us a chance to do well, that. that. Well, I heard back in the day, yeah. I mean, as far as rock and roll goes, I mean, the beer nuts were kind of like the U2 of Chicago as far as social causes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely still are. Still are. We're, uh, we're actually, I, uh, we had to reschedule rehearsal because we have our St. Patty's Day show coming up, our annual, which is about the only time we play every year anymore. And uh, I rescheduled it for this, for tomorrow. Oh, you are uh, a mensch. I tell you. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks, Herb. Um, So tell me again, the the benefit starts when? If if you're listening to this, uh, this podcast will be live long after the benefit, but uh, if you're listening to this, it's February 28th. Sunday, February 28th. Starts at 6, 6 o'clock. Great. Um, So from 6 to 9, and there's a bunch of DJs volunteers, so it's going to be, the party's going all night at Liars. 6 to 9, you can drop off water or money. And we will take it for you. We'll do the work. Uh, the Reggie's bus is coming at 930. Uh, How are gonna... you guys getting there? Are you just convoying with cars? Yeah, we're just going to cool. caravan. Some people have trucks. We've got, the, I got a hatchback. We're gonna nice. Go. Um, and there's trailer hitches too. Uh, so 930, we're going to Crown to see the band. And then the bus is coming Again, back to pick us up. Tits. Yeah, little tits. Uh, check them out. Um, and you can RSVP. There's a we're up on three do three one two. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can RSVP. I think there's 10, 10 to fifteen spots left on the bus. Uh, oh, is it really that? Yeah, oh, okay. I need to do that. You yeah, you better get on that. Nice. All right. So here's my RSVP. <laughs> all right. So th- that, that out of the way. And great job, guys. I think that's super cool. Uh, here's the part of the show that will live longer. This is the evergreen content part of the show. <laughs> We're here at Dante's Pizza on Milwaukee Avenue. Yes. I've read a lot of stuff about Dante's. I've never been. Their pizzas look amazing. Just the, the, the stuff they put on the pizzas, the smell of that place is fantastic. Good stuff. All right, and you you recommended this place. Right? I do. Well, I mean, we work. I work right next door, so there's a lot of Dante's in my so you've life. Had it once, once or twice. <laughs> the owner is a great guy. Just played at Liars isn't it, recently. Yeah, isn't it the Canadian it's, Rifle? Yeah, dude? Canadian. Yeah, yeah. Tim cool. Murphy of Canadian Rifle. Tim. Right? Yeah. Would you say his last name's Murphy? Murphy. <laughs> My best friend in grade school is named Tim Murphy. <laughs> And I got a lot of stories that I probably shouldn't tell, but I doubt he listens to the podcast. You don't know. It's it's gathering momentum. It's true. true. We're picking up steam here. How dare you? <laughs> if you ask, I bet you, Tim if you Murphy get... is all over this. Uh, well, Tim Murphy Senior, his dad weighed about four hundred pounds, literally. 
And he used to come home from work, and we'd be paleotips, and he would take a crap. Uh, he would take a crap <laughs> with the door open on the toilet, and like his, like all of his like ass fat would hang over the edges of it. And, and I never knew. He always made a joke, but I, I, re, I realized later. I think it's because he couldn't get the door shut. Oh, but that's a, that's he a was horrible a, he was story, a cool, He was a good sport about it and made a joke out of it. He was also our little league coach. <laughs> anyway, call back tomorrow for more Murphy shenanigans. This, this is the worst podcast I've ever done. All right, let's eat. Let's eat some of Dante's. Yeah. And you guys have the mics clamped to the door. I'm do, I'm holding my mic, so this is this is truly going to be a feat of coordination. Can I help you? Uh, yes. Isn't there okay, another yeah. location? Are we to open. Too? I'm take my coat I got off. it. Oh, yeah, good luck I'm in the service industry, so it's pro. All right, so I got a sausage, herb, your pepperoni, and Kelly, you are cheese. Kelly, are you a veggie? No. Good. Sausage. Because I like you. <laughs> I was vegetarian for many years. I, I had uh, an ex-girlfriend of mine had been a vegetarian for 11 years, and I bullied her. I bullied her about it so badly, I think that she ended up lasting about seven months, uh-huh. and then finally gave in. <laughs> Nice. Well, because we'd go to dinner, you know, and it was like, she'd get the one or two vegetarian options, and then I would be sitting there with the entire menu right. by myself. <laughs> oh, these slices These slices are yeah, huge. Nice. It's Those like are New massive. Style. Yeah. I got crushed red pepper and Parmesan here. It's Honestly, fine. it's too much work for me. Yeah. It's, it's hard to eat in a car and hold a microphone. And you got to fold. Well, you got to do, you you gotta gotta do fold, the New York fold. You got to do New York fold. And I have no problem with New York style pizza. I love New York style pizza. It's two different things. That's why that whole that whole nonsense. Agreed. Of blah, blah. And, you know, the New York people like to harp, it's not pizza, it's pizza food, whatever. It's just two totally different things, and I love New York pizza. Mm-hmm. The option of getting a slice really late at night. Oh, in New yeah. York. Well, everywhere. And a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's the best. This is damn good. Yeah. Good call. And super cheap. Oh, yeah. Slices well, are like three or four bucks. That isn't bad. And they have a special yeah, slice every day? Yes. What was that place that was there for a minute uh, where the, the new small Shabal is over there? That uh, I forget what it's called, but after it was said and done, like it was like every extra ingredient was eight bucks. And I, I seriously went there drunk one night, and my slice of pizza was twelve dollars <laughs> totally for reasonable. one slice, and I got like three items on it. It wasn't even you know it, it was didn't have foie gras on it. <laughs> oh, this is fantastic, guys. Mm. But Tim will be happy. Tim Murphy. Hey, Tim. Mm-hmm. Childhood friend. Hey, Tim. <laughs> Welcome, dude. I'm trying not to chew into the mic. I know that I'm, much. I'm, tr- I'm trying to chew into the yeah. mic. L- oh. Let go of that concern. That's just... Oh, that's yeah. just a, can't be helped. Okay. We're doing a, po- a food podcast in a car. Mm-hmm. All right, so Herb, as you're eating, I'm going to ask you yeah. uh, a, a reference to your music history. Mm-hmm. Around the turn of the 90s, Rights of the Accused was on fire. Yeah, yeah. We did all right for a minute. And I mean, you were right there at the at the precipice of what became the you know, quote-unquote Chicago scene of legend. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you remember from those days, starting out? Um, are we talking the 90s and all that stuff? Are we talking the old hardcore days? So, I mean, well, you were right there in the transition, really. Yeah. I joined in the transition. Well, I was around for a lot. But yeah, but yeah, that pre. What do I remember about it? Not a whole lot. And I realized, and I realized that more and more, 
Michael Collin and I get in arguments all the time about what happened, what way. And he claims he was a little more sober than me back then, and I don't know if that's necessarily true. But um, what do I remember? A whole whole lot of fun. Um, and actually a lot of really good bands, like mm-hmm. actually good bands. And then there was, yeah, there, there was the whole you know, signing frenzy when everyone got their major label deals. And, uh, and that kind of, because we ended up, we ended up breaking up, I think, in like 92, somewhere around there. And um, and then that kind of happened where everyone got their big deals, but then the majority of those bands got fucked oh, yeah. by the major labels, like, as will happen. Um, and uh, and then that kind of, and then we opened, it kind of went from Rights Accused broke up, that whole thing, like all our whole crew, everyone got those deals. And then Liars Club opened in 95, and that was kind of a... A hub of that of those people. Well, you basically built the Hall of Justice for the Chicago Music Superpowers. <laughs> right there, you go. <laughs> I like that <laughs> a lot. Um, yeah, actually, I ran into uh, Blake Smith recently from Fig Dish, mm-hmm. and he was. Uh, oh, it was when they did when Fig Dish did their little reunion thing for one of the local H twenty fifth anniversary shows, and he introduced me to his his father who I'd never met before, and he was like. He's like, and Blake told me about it. I said, like, oh, that's that's the guy. He's like, that was important. That that was a place for all of you, blah, blah, blah. And I never really thought of it like that. I was like, oh, thanks, I guess. Well, <laughs> all we were doing was partying, but it was fun. So was that it? Was was taking taking a liar's club just a way for you to kind of institutionalize um, what you were doing in the 90s? A little bit, yeah. We had broken up. Right Jacques had broken up, and... Excuse me. I had always bartended anyway when we weren't on the road or whatever, and, and and gone to school and blah 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 blah. And then I was like, finally, I was like, well, I know that I can fill a room, mm-hmm. and uh, and not a whole lot else. But you know, I'm a fairly sharp guy. But so we opened. Yeah, we opened up in '95. It was just kind of um, I was living with this my original partner in a coach house, and the guy, our landlord there, owned the the building that Liars Club is in. And it had been sitting vacant. It had been a bar, like, maybe a year and a half, two years before. And it had been sitting vacant. And we're like, well, let's give it a whirl. You, and know, you were and, a pioneer because there was nothing there. Yeah, oh, yeah, there was nothing there. Yeah, nothing there. And I remember there was this dude, uh, we used PJ, the motherfucking DJ. And PJ's like, you ain't going to do shit up there if I fucking climb on, blah, 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 blah. And now every time I run into him, which isn't all that often anymore, but after, like, ten years or so, I was like, ah, see you later told you motherfucker <laughs> but pj the dj also told me and i believed it you know the song the house song percolator you know it's time for the percolator. <laughs> the cash- time for the, the cashmere yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so he told me that there was a like a dirty rap version of that called toilet paper and it was <laughs> and it was it's time for the toilet paper it's time for the toilet paper i'm gonna fuck you in the ass it's time for the toilet paper and i believed him and he told me fairly recently he lied there's a little aside for you. Good talk, Herb. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks for the babbling nonsense. So, I mean, how long did it take for Liars Club to, mm. I don't want to say turn a profit, but make no. you think, okay, I made a good call. We turned a lot bigger profit back then than we do now, I'll huh. tell you that. No, it, that's, we were really lucky. I mean, we literally, um, I borrowed a little bit of money from my grandpa, and when I say a little bit, I mean like five grand, mm-hmm. and my partner brought a little bit of money. We got a couple investors that were old customers of ours, and we did everything ourselves. And, like, literally, like, you know, people talk about buying a liquor license. 
there was no other guys. We got the pink book from the city, and we went down there and stood in line every day. And they said, nope, you did this wrong, so now you got to go stand back in that line again. <laughs> and so that took months and months, and then we finally got wise and paid an attorney to help us out a little bit. And then finally got like, you know, I think it took eight months to get the license. And we finally got it, and, uh, and we were really lucky from the get-go. I mean, we literally... We didn't have money. I know this sounds like one of those made-up stories, but we didn't even think like we didn't, we didn't have money for the register banks when the, uh, for opening night. Like we had, we were we were still hanging lights and whatever, and we did not have money to start the register that that night. And you know, we had to go borrow you know five hundred dollars to amazing. do that. And then yeah, we got really lucky from the get-go. There was a big opening thing, and then it really just bam, 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 and snowballed and. You know, and it was like nuts for six, seven years and pretty good for a few more and then even keeled now. <laughs> so let's get some more people there. Yeah, absolutely. Come on down. 1665 West Fullerton, Chicago, Illinois. <laughs> All right, so t- let's uh, let's go into the beer nuts history. Sure. Um, that's, that's what I really have to struggle to remember. Uh, you know, it's interesting. I just finished the Keith Richards autobiography. Right, which I've skimmed. You... Well, it's huge. It's like 500 pages. Mm-hmm. Um, you would think he was the most lucid person on planet Earth based on his recollections right. of moments, which you know. You know he, he has doesn't no remember. Well, that's, and that goes back to like my favorite Keith Richards thing when he's like, the only reason I am alive is because I was making so much money for everyone around me that it was in their best interest to keep me alive. You know, that's, I, I, he said that many times. And the same thing. I'm sure when he wrote that book, he had a lot of people doing some recollecting for him. Oh, yeah. You know? like, I'm like, maybe he was journaling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, the, uh, the Beer Nuts history, when did I join? It shortly after Rights and Cues broke up, and they had already been playing. And uh, the original bass player, uh, Dan Field, ended up managing, he managed Soundgarden for a while. He ended up being a big wig. Uh, I remember uh, Dan Field. Yeah, you remember Dan. Yeah, yeah he a big wig music manager and still does it. I think he might work for, uh, you know. Katsis and uh, Jeff Quantnitz and them, or he did for a while. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, music biz people. Uh, and yeah, and I was just like, oh, that's my favorite band. And he was leaving, and and I was in. <laughs> and that was that. Not that exciting. No, it's a fun band. No. All right, then we'll go back to Liars Club. No. The ghost thing. I I, I I think the idea of ghosts and hauntings is silly. No. But... Your place is said to be haunted. I think it's kind of silly, too. And I really, really want it to be true. And I really want something to happen to me that scares me or does something, makes me feel something. Right. <laughs> I, just, I just want to feel something. <laughs> right, exactly. And I'm not a cutter, yeah. so I'm waiting on the ghost. You are dead inside. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway. But, uh, that yeah, brought, that that brought Kelly alive, by the way. Yeah, right. Kelly's that, back. That, uh... <laughs> Yeah, that ghost thing, I mean, like, there are people that aren't complete flakes that I trust that have had some stuff happen to them that I take with as much of a grain of salt as I can. But I have to believe there's something. Um, But, yeah, my only experience that, you know, I can't pass off as a hangover or out of my mind, (laughs) period. I was in the office one time. I tell this story on one of those stupid ghost shows. And they changed my, when they flashed off my 
because they wanted everything to sound like it was upstairs. So when I told this story, they go off camera and they edited me saying downstairs or me saying upstairs instead of downstairs. Get out. Yeah. Oh yeah, they, yeah. All those shows are complete lies. But you also sign something. You sign something that says we can say whatever we want. Yeah. So whatever. So anyway, I was in the office like it's by three in the afternoon doing some paperwork, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I just got, I mean, I got so, I, I com- turned completely cold, then a cold sweat, and got so scared that I just ran out, ran up the stairs and ran out the fucking building and did not come back. Like something really? was, yeah. Like, and that was kind of a real thing and that doesn't, I don't, I'm not like uh, panic attacky or anything yeah. like that. Like it was, it was something fucked up. I couldn't tell you what, but that's probably the closest thing that I've had. A lot of people have been grabbed. A lot of people have seen her, blah, blah, blah. But the, the one the most documented and legitimate murder was 1986 and the guy who owned the bar uh, killed his wife with an axe on the third floor bedroom which is now Gary's bedroom ladies Um, (laughs) (laughs) there's been some other ghosts in there too Um, but anyway uh, and he did he bashed her her skull in with an axe on a Friday and did blow TGIF bro yeah there you go TGIF did blow until did blow until Tuesday and finally called the cops on themselves and they came in and the beat cop when we opened liars it was the same beat cops still on the beat he told us the story in person and so there is that and the guys who lived on the third floor when we took over the space in like late 94 uh, they talked about the ghosts like it was their roommate <laughs> like totally normal but they had also that that's from before they also hired some uh, you know psychic or whatever to expel the spirit well sure and blah 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 um, and these guys were pretty whacked but uh, yeah there's that and then there was the other documented one was in the 60s and it was a flop house on the second floor and two dudes got in a fight supposedly over clothing or a pair of pants as they say in the show and one guy bottled the other guy and pushed him out the window and he died and that was also true but so those two stories got combined the axe murder and that one and so the story on the street was that he hacked up his wife and was throwing her pieces out the window <laughs> which is pretty good yeah it's also like a better that. story yeah. <laughs> always why, why mess up a good story with the facts <laughs> Kelly do you believe in ghosts? Uh, you know I really I do I do why not? What's that? What I, I wish... Oh, I don't really have much. I mean, nothing's ever right. happened to me. I wish something would. Right. I guess it's just that I I'll, I believe the people that, that tell me things have happened, you know? I believe so. My, like, Boomer, my husband's house, the house that he grew up in, is really? haunted. They say. Yes. Like, uh... Without getting too hippie to be... I think I believe somewhat of maybe, like, uh, impressions of energy... Energy, yeah. And time. Yeah. I'll go that far, but... As far as full-blown ghosts, I don't know. I don't, yeah, I don't know about people, yeah. but th- I mean, I know that things happen in my husband's house. Like they, he got in trouble for playing the drums and at three in the morning, but he heard someone playing the drums. Like he, it, he was like, it wasn't me, and there was no one home. Although that's, that house is creepy. just built on. I mean, they, his dad built the house. It's not like anybody was there before. On top of an uh, ancient burial sure. ground. Yeah, yeah. Thank yeah. you. Definitely. Get me to it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so in. The, the long life of Liars Club. What are some of the high points? What are the things that stand out to you? Like, oh my God, I can't believe that happened that night. I'm so glad I was there for that. Or, oh man. Or that. Or right. we should have all gone to jail. Well, that, yeah. There's a lot of those. I mean, there's there's silly high points like you know, after hours stuff. Uh, when like us when when the, we we were walking in after hours to party. Me me West kid from Triple Fast and, Fast, from Triple Fast and uh, 
and Jimmy Madlaw, who played in Veruca Salt and mm-hmm. you know, Anyway, wait, wait, that's Tasty Jimmy. Tasty J, exactly. <laughs> so it was me, Wasn't Tasty, and maybe one other. And so we had just walked in late night. We were to have some more beers. It was probably like three or something. And the cops happened to be driving by, and they saw us. So they they spun around. So we were all like little girls instead of. I'm, I'm really. It's it's only semi illegal. It's not like I don't have a right to be in there. Like little girls were cowering in the corner, and and they're they're shining the light in that little. Oh my God. That little diamond shaped window. Try to find us, and we're cowering in the corner. And as we're in the corner, Wes farts, <laughs> and then we just completely lose it. Like like I mean like like bellowing out loud to the point where I'm like, fuck it, well, I'm just gonna stand up. And I went and talked to the cops, and it wasn't that big of a deal. And we left, but that obviously isn't really a high point. But it's <laughs> so like a high school should moment. Should have gone to, jo- to jail. Exactly. Um, what are some high? Um, we uh, the tenth anniversary party. We had uh, Eagles of Death Metal play, and that was that was a really really fun night. And that one uh, that one spilled spilled into the after hours also. And we it was so crowded downstairs that a lot of us we were hiding upstairs and. And Queens of the Stone Age happened to be in town for a different thing. And even though Josh plays in Eagles of Death Metal, he stayed and hit on the second floor. That's amazing. And never, and never <laughs> even came amazing. downstairs. He's like, ah, I don't know, man. So we just hung up there and, and whatever. But that's a good one. Um, what are some other? All the, like most of the Katie's Kids uh, benefits, uh, which is our annual Christmas benefit that we do for Schwab uh, Children's Rehab Hospital. Especially the first ones that Jake Burns from when he, uh, we became friends with him and, and Jake from Little Fingers did those those first few years like I mean I was in I mean as dumb as it sounds I mean I was like in awe you know I was sure kind of like like I can't believe this is really happening and then that kind of culminated with we did the thing with Jake a bunch of years and then it it happened to be Jake's wife's 50th birthday uh, right around the time of the minute. so he so Little Fingers actually all flew in and Little Fingers played oh, at Liars Club. Uh, for one of the Christmas benefits, I, I don't know. That was like four or five years ago, and that was pretty unbelievable. Um, what else? I don't know. Well, those are good, don't you? Yeah, a lot of good, a lot of good music, and just like more, more fun stuff than I can remember. That's for sure. I gotta say, you know, her. We we we've known each other, known of each other sure, for many sure. years. We've never really hung out. No. You have a reputation as a larger than life party enabler. Right. Right. Sure. Yeah, and it, I, I, confirmed. Yeah, yeah, I, I, <laughs> that's I, it. That's why I concur. <laughs> I concur, Your Honor. Thank you. Uh, yeah, no, that's. Um, but I like to think that. Yeah, I mean, you know, it comes from somewhere. I mean, sometimes I'm trying a little too hard, but it comes from somewhere real. Like, I mean, I really like to have a good time, and I like to spread that to the people. And like you mentioned, I mean, you, you do charitable charitable stuff, right? Well, like, well, I think that was a great point that Kelly made before. Like, we're in this business that is full of a lot of great, like, cool, funny, creative, great people that don't necessarily, but every once in a while, you know, you kind of reflect and are like, you know, what, what are we doing here? And when we started that Katie's Kids thing, the way that started, Katie used to work at Liars Club, and she also uh, worked at Schwab Children's Rehab, and she came in after working there all day, she came in for a shift on a Friday. And just sat down at the bar and started bawling, and was uh, like, and we're like, what's it? She's like, she's like, she's like, these kids don't even have like like hats and gloves, you know? I mean, they have nothing. And uh, and we, and Michael Connell was kind of like, well, we can get hats and gloves, you know, blah blah. And it started like that grassroots, like that small, where we were just going to get them stuff they needed, and then we did the toy drive so they could have a Christmas party every year. But then it got 
you know, we got monetary donations, and then basically we changed that entire ward. I mean, now it's like, uh, I won't say a palace, but compared to, I mean, it was for real, some dirty stuffed animals in a VCR. Yeah. Uh, you know, 11 years ago. This year was the 11th year we did it. And now, I mean, it's nice. And, that's and, I love that. That's yeah, a, pretty that's cool. That's a great, great story. It's really cool. And we're kind of responsible for a lot of that. Good for you. Ringing our own bell. Yeah. And to bring it back to charity, uh, if you're hearing this before the 28th, go to Liars Club on the 28th. Bring some water. Bring some money to get water. Uh, all for the people of Flint who've really just... They've, they've never had a drink good the water, buy the drinks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and people in Flint have just... Life has sucked in Flint for... A really long time. Yeah, so it's cool that you guys are doing this. I've been to Flint. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I've only seen the movie. Yeah. Michael Moore needs to drink a little of that water, though. Huh. As much as I'm on his side, he really, really grates my nerve. But, um... <laughs> One thing I think is worth pointing out, too, without getting all patriot, but, you know, all this stuff happens all over the world, and we're parachuting stuff in and dropping yeah. blah, 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 and then, you know, we have New Orleans, we have Flint, we have this stuff, and it's kind of like, and that's what's so cool about what Kelly is doing, is, I mean, it's right here. You know, we can drive it and do something, yeah. and I, I think that's great. I totally agree. Yeah. And Kelly, nice job. Oh, Seriously. thanks. Thanks yeah. so much for having us. Hey, you have fun sitting in the back seat? Is it okay? That, I'm... Any room where Herb is is a good time. <laughs> if you don't know that, you should go to Liars Club every once in a while. There you go. There is so much raw charisma sitting shotgun in this car right now. It's, <laughs> it's staggering. Uh, Herb, thanks, thanks oh, for thank hanging you, out. Man. Absolutely. And thanks for the pizza. I was, I was hungry. We, we can go back and do this. Mm-hmm. All right. So if you like what you heard, if you want to hear more, if you tolerate what you heard, uh, if you think someone you know might like it, share. Uh, Carconcarne.com is the website. We're also on Twitter at Carcone Carne. Thanks for listening. Awesome.